and welcome back to Caitlin Cracks the Code. I am your host, Caitlin Anderson, and on my podcast, I like to find the top leaders, most successful people, or just someone who's done something really cool with their life, and I will research their background and come up with one thought-provoking question to give you access into their brain that you're not going to find anywhere else. This week's topic of the episode is going to be something that you either enjoy talking about or you don't. It can be quite daunting, but it can also be very liberating and freeing, and that is the topic of money. We have to talk all things money with my guest, Morgan Housel, who is the author of the best-selling book, The Psychology of Money. This book has sold almost 2 million copies. Whether your financial situation is not the best right now and where you'd want it to be at, or if you're doing really well, I still think either way you're going to take something away from this episode and learn something today. Money can be a scary discussion, especially if you're young, if you have student loans, if you're in debt. But the moment you finally start to take control of your finances and start learning how the world of money works, it's not quite so scary anymore. As of lately, before getting into my interview with Morgan, I've really been enjoying giving you a full background on all of my guests so you can get a view of who they are and what's made them into the person that they are today. So that is exactly what we're going to do with my guest, Morgan Housel. Morgan is a partner at the Collaborative Fund and former columnist at the Wall Street Journal. He has been writing blogs and articles on money, investing, finances for almost 15 years, so he has quite a bit of experience. The word wealth to everyone is going to mean something different, but the way that Morgan views it is that he says the highest form of wealth is when you wake up every morning and you get to say, you can do whatever you want to today. So basically what that means to me is that you are owning your own time and you have control over your own schedule. And that is what he believes is the highest form of wealth. I personally agree with this. He goes on to say that doesn't even mean that you have to work for yourself. If you get to wake up and go into a job and work for someone else that you really enjoy doing, then you are winning still. As long as you're waking up every day and you get to do whatever you want, and if that thing that you want to do is to go work for someone else, but it's something that you really enjoy doing, then that is great. I definitely think having control of your own time and doing what you love every single day is the highest form of wealth that you can have. But just like I said that everyone's going to have their own view on what wealth means to them, some people could think that the highest form of wealth is what all it can buy you, such as money, cars, and awesome trips. So basically just a lot of stuff and things and materials that you can accumulate. But what Morgan says about all of this stuff is that you get accustomed to the joy that stuff can bring you. You eventually get used to that new car and that new house and that new way of life. But when you own your own time, he says that this gives you a permanent level of lasting happiness. This reminds me of that quote that everyone knows that money can't buy happiness. But what it can do is buy freedom, which to me is the ultimate source of happiness. And that's what everybody wants. I don't think that anybody would say that they don't want to wake up every day and choose what they want to do. I think everyone wants to wake up in the morning and be in control of their schedule and how they spend all of their time that day. 
So maybe money can buy you temporary joy and excitement with those new cars and new clothes, but it will always bring you that freedom, which in turn is the ultimate source of happiness. Since freedom brings you the ultimate source of control and a lot of joy, I do think it's so important to start setting money aside and saving and investing. I did mention that Morgan has his best-selling book, The Psychology of Money. This is going to be such a great read if you're just getting started and you want to take control of your finances. If you want that source of freedom and to be in control of your own time, he's going to show you how you can get there. He gives great advice and statistics on how about every 10 years, everyone will have something in their life that happens. For example, this could be a medical emergency, big things like this where you need extra cash reserve. You're going to be so happy that you set aside that savings. And he talks about how important it is to do this. The way you can do this is through saving, investing, or making more money. He also talks about shifting your mindset on how you view money. So instead of seeing it as something that needs to be spent as soon as you get it, you start to see it as a way to independence and a way to gain control of your time. So if you save more money and invest it, you will no longer be a slave to money. As you get farther along in life, you're going to start making more money as you get deeper into your career and work your way up. And something that's always stuck with me that I've heard is to stay living below your means. So keep your same kind of lifestyle and how much you would spend before you got that raise or before you got that new bonus or deal. Don't let your taste go up just because you got more money and adapted to your new income or else it's really not like you're earning more if you're now spending more. To actually have more money, you have to keep spending the way that you used to and not spend more or else you're just gonna break even. Now that's way easier said than done and there's always gonna be that temptation there, especially when you look in your bank account and there's a lot more money than you're used to having. Morgan uses an example in his book that as long as you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and as you move up the social ladder, you're never going to win. There's always going to be someone who makes more money than you. He started naming all of these people, such as a pro baseball player. Maybe he's making 10 million, but his teammate is making 30 million. And then that teammate who makes 30 million is looking at someone who's making 100 million. And that person who's making 100 million is looking at Jeff Bezos. So there's always going to be someone that's going to be making more money than you. And it can be a never ending chase if you let it be. So a big takeaway from this is to stop trying to keep up with everyone else. And yes, you've heard that a lot of times before, but the way he lays it out there and gives great examples, it really makes sense because you will truly feel like you never have enough if you're always trying to get to that next level of money and you're always comparing yourself to who makes this and who makes that. And moving on to the topic of investing, he also uses an example of Benjamin Graham, who is the author of The Intelligent Investor, another great best-selling book. He says that Benjamin's career success, he owes 100% to just one investment that he made, which was Geico. That is honestly so crazy, that statistic that put him over the edge was just one investment. Warren Buffett also said that if you take out the top five or 10 investments that they've ever made at Berkshire Hathaway, then Berkshire's track record is just average. So what this proves is that this is how successful investing works. 
You don't have to be right all of the time. You just have to be right some of the time. And most of the time you're probably gonna lose, but when you win, you win really big. Something that I like that Morgan does is that he really stresses the importance of being introspective to really figure out the way that you behave with money because everyone's going to be different and everyone wants one right answer on how you should invest and what stocks you should be picking. But you need to be honest with yourself about your own skills, your own weaknesses, your risk tolerance, and your goals. Because the right decision for someone else may be the wrong decision for you. So everyone's timeline and goals and idea of success is going to be different. So this is something that you really need to figure out on your own by looking within yourself. And that is a little background on Morgan Housel. And if this topic of money and financial freedom interests you, then I'd highly recommend his book, The Psychology of Money. I will have this linked in the show notes for you guys. A quote I want to leave you with from Morgan before we get into the interview is that I heard him say one time that the biggest hack to financial freedom is to spend less money than you make and be patient. It's so simple, but it's what truly works and it's what's going to move the needle. A lot of times we like to complicate money and which account we should open and which stocks we should get into. But when you break it down, it really is just about spending less and being patient. Because over time, that patience is going to pay off along with that compounding interest that you get through investing. So after learning all this about Morgan and researching his background, I came up with just one question that I could ask him that I think will bring the most value to you guys. So let's go ahead and get into my interview with Morgan Housel. Let's get cracking. Okay, so Morgan, your book, The Psychology of Money, has sold nearly 2 million copies with lessons on how money works, making smart financial decisions, and much more. For someone who hasn't read the book and currently has a bad relationship with money, What are the essential beginning steps that they can take to start shifting their mindset towards money and then set them up for a prosperous future? The first thing that's so important that so many people overlook is that most of the time, money and finance and investing is taught like it's math. And in math, there's two things. A, it's pretty boring for most people. And B, more important, in math, there's one right answer for everybody. Two plus two equals four, no matter who you are or where you're from or how old you are. That's how finance tends to be taught. And I think there's so much evidence that finance is not like math. A, it doesn't have to be boring. And B, there's not one right answer for everybody. And what I mean by that is, look, it doesn't, it has, it doesn't have to be boring because most of investing and money is not the study of finance. It's a study of how people behave with money. So once you view money and finance through the lens of how people think about greed and fear and risk and reward and their social aspirations and who they want to impress in life. Once you view finance as being that, it's a hell of a lot more interesting just to try to dig into how other people think about who they want to be and their ability to climb the social ladder and what your goals are and where you want to be in 10 years. It's way more interesting if you frame it in that sense. And then on the idea of there's no one right answer, Since people have different risk tolerances, different social aspirations, different family situations, different histories, they're they're moving in a different spot in life. There is no one right answer in terms of what is the best thing to do with your money, in terms of how much you should save, how you should invest, how you should spend. 
people who are just as smart as one another and have the same information as one another come to totally different conclusions about what they should do with their money. And that's fine. There is no one right answer. And it's so important to not be persuaded by an answer that might be right for you, but might be wrong for me. And that's true for, for everybody. A lot of people make terrible financial decisions because they follow advice that is right for one person and terrible for them. And so once you view it in that lens, then you just start asking, what do I want? What is my risk tolerance? What are my aspirations? Who do I want to impress? How do I want to impress them? Who do I want to hang out with? And even and it's so different from everyone from person to person. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure off of finance. It makes it much more accessible to people and it makes it much more practical and personal. And, and the ability to use money to actually give you a better life rather than viewing it as an academic subject and chasing somebody else's goals. I thought Morgan's answer was so well said. Before the interview, I know I covered that he says that it's important to be introspective and find out what your goals truly are. But he really laid it out there with his answer of how important this really is. Financial freedom can be a lot closer to you than you actually think. Because when you lay out your goals and your dreams and what you want with your life, then that may not be that you have to be this millionaire. A lot of people don't need all those things and need all of that money to be happy and to feel successful. And that's okay. Everyone's idea of success should be different. I think that's so liberating to know that it's really up to you and in your hands to set the bar on what you feel success is. And when you're able to break it down for yourself, it feels a lot easier to get there because you're the one who came up with what that idea of success means to you and how much money you want to have in the future. I think one of the most daunting things about money is that most people have never sat down and actually asked themselves, how much do I need to feel financially free and to be able to wake up every day and live on my own terms? Because of course on social media you see these flashy lifestyles, these new cars and big houses and amazing trips that people are going to be posting and all that you may say to yourself is wow I wish that was me and you have no idea how much they make or how much money they have but you just know it's a lot more than you. And that's the problem is that you know it's a lot more but you've never actually taken the time to figure out how much that would be. How much do you want? What do you want to have? Do you need multiple cars or can you just get one nice car and you'll be fine with that? Because not everybody needs to have five or ten cars like you see online or some big mansion. I agree with Morgan that really the most important thing about getting started with money and financial success is to really dig deep within yourself and figure out what it is that you want and then how you're going to get there. For more of Morgan, of course, I told you about his book, The Psychology of Money, that's going to be linked, but you can also find him on Twitter. That is where he spends most of his time. I will also have his Twitter linked in the show notes as well. I hope this conversation with Morgan has kickstarted you to want to get control of your money and to start setting goals for your financial success. The topic really isn't as scary anymore when you sit down and take the time to go over it. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. Also, let me know who you want to hear next. You can follow Caitlin Cracks the Code on TikTok and Instagram at KCTCPod. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Caitlin Cracks the Code, and I will talk to you guys next Monday.